This week in car audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This week in car audio. Audio. Tune in, tune in, We'll be talking about bass. Talking about chips. Talking about rings. You ain't got them. Zip your lip. You got a problem? You ever found? Check your grounds. The show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, co-hosted by the uh, movie star. We just talked about how he got on the SAG, or he became a SAG member, Jeffrey Fernandez. What's going on, Jeffrey? Hey, what's going on, Doug? I, nobody needs to know how I got into SAG, all right? So, <laughs> well, let's just uh, leave it at that, but uh, I'm doing all right, Doug. How are you? I am doing just fine. I am going... Um, uh, I, we're live on YouTube and we're live on Facebook now. Uh, just give me a quick second. Um, did you you have a show coming up or you did a show last weekend? What what was going on? So I can. Start I got sharing a show. This. I got a show coming up uh, this Sunday. Uh, this Sunday, March twelfth at twelve p.m. Going to be uh, at Crossfire Headquarters in Grapevine, Texas. Um, it's going to be a triple point event. So if you guys need points for finals, because it's you know never too early to get points. <laughs> Um, coming out to the show, uh, base race, top dog action is really heating up. Uh, we got a few, uh, competitors out there that are just like solely base race and top dog now, which, which kind of reminds me of the, uh, the Tennessee base racer guys. So yeah, hopefully we'll get that show going here, uh, pretty soon. Oh, and just, I just added on the calendar. It's going to be Saturday, April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke. It's April 1st. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be back in Cali with the uh, SoCal guys, it's, uh, Gorilla Hertz and friends. Um, let me let me get this right. It's uh, Gorilla Hertz, uh, Team Space for Base, uh, which we all know, uh, Moses and company. Oh, uh, we got uh, Team Aftershock and uh, Team Mexico. They're all putting in on this triple point event uh, going on in Bloomington. Uh, California. That's uh, kind of Inland Empire, just kind of east of uh, LA. But uh, it's going to be a demo-friendly venue, so I've been told. It's going to be in a cul-de-sac, industrial area. You guys don't have to worry about getting shut down and all. That's what they tell me anyway. But uh, uh, it's also, um, they told me that they're going to have demos and tacos. So what more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> so again, that's going to be Saturday, April 1st in uh, SoCal. Check out all these events on uh, dbdragracing.com on the calendar. Yeah, speaking of which, um, I just posted like 12 or 13 events uh, today, as <laughs> a matter of fact. I saw that. You can make the Texas guys uh, envy. I know, I know. <laughs> um, uh, I got to go back to this thing here. Um, California bowlers. Uh um, Yeah, they, they get mad. They get mad when I um, – oops, not, they're not in sound like effects. Um, yeah, they get mad when I do – when I post in the California Bowlers Tour the uh, my live feed. They, they kind of freak out about that. Oh, it didn't post. Good. All right. 
Anyway, um, yeah, so I posted a bunch of shows today. Uh, Dave Bradshaw says, what's up? Tiffany and Tristan out of Bridgetown Barbados. That's pretty cool. I see Doug still has this little Asian dude for child labor. <laughs> also, the guys in the middle look familiar. Uh, Calvin <laughs> popping in. Uh, day of the show, Jeff. Jeff excuse me. Uh, Jeff's going to say April Fool's no show. So No. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fly all the way out to uh, California just to do that. <laughs> yeah so um uh before let's uh, do some quick house cleaning um we did the uh drawing earlier today and uh clayton edberg is the winner of our giveaway this week um his youtube name is vehicle vlogs so we'll be uh trying to get a hold of him so if you're in here uh clayton edberg um get with us uh oh this is uh, calvin says you're flying out to see him um yeah yeah that's it that's it so yeah so uh, uh clayton edberg you are the winner of this week's um raffle in this week in car audio so yeah. congratulations sir okay cleared all that out all right um the next thing i have to do uh i wanted to talk to you a little bit um I did put up all my shows. I got Autoramas on there now. Uh, uh, Wayne and Salisa nice. are going to switch those to a 5X weekend, three, 2X on Saturday, 3X on Sunday. Wow. Um, you were talking about you might head, head out here for that. Yeah. Um, shoot, that's the wrong button. Um, oh, there we go. That's the button I was looking for. There's that. There's that. Cool. Now I can see all my stuff. Um, what did Clayton win, Jeffrey? He won a DB Drag Racing DB Jams Volume 21 CD. Uh huh. With all these really cool tracks on the back, a must if you guys are competing. Um, it's got the boom checks on here. It's got the frequencies. Uh, he's also got this uh, DB Drag Racing frisbee, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're gonna try to. We're gonna this weekend. We're gonna try to see if we could float a frisbee in somebody's demo car. So yep. uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, one more quick little thing too I want to mention um, if you guys saw on my Facebook post in Sonic FX my sister-in-law had passed away on Thursday 44 years old left three kids behind uh, her youngest daughter I believe is in second grade or first grade or something like that um, she's a child she's a diabetic um, so but anyway so she just uh, suddenly had a seizure and passed away so um Sorry about that. couldn't uh couldn't revive her and um so the issue becomes her funeral happens to be next monday when we are doing our judges thing uh so jeffrey's going to take over the show and take care of that if you guys uh any of you guys are uh interested it's on my sonic fx page if you guys want to support her family at all uh, feel free to do that. No obligation by any means. Um, I don't ever ask anybody. Uh, thanks, Cal. Um, you know, quite a few people reached out to my wife and our family and whatnot. Um, so, but, um, you know, my take on it is, uh, and I, I get a lot of grief from my wife about this, is we all have to pass it someday. Um, it's about the celebration of the life, not the death that I'm interested in. So, uh, it's just the way I, I see it. Uh, anywho. With all that being said, now let's get to this. Uh, some of you guys may know our guest tonight. They are Spark Ed, 
Evate innovations? No. no? <laughs> <laughs> it's sparked innovations. Um, and uh, it is Ed Lester and Rich. <sighs> I tried saying it before and I knew I messed it up. <laughs> you, you can say that. Rich T if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rich T. There we go. Rich there you T. Go. So, Rich. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, so they are audio innovations. Um, they do uh, custom products that may be interested. Um, Rich and I had actually a talk on the phone and I saw the product line that he had way more fit into marine audio, but they didn't see it that way and he thought that was an interesting take. So I haven't looked at his products. I haven't talked to him about his products because me as a host, I want to see it with fresh eyes. Um, oh, yeah. He says, uh, Calvin says, don't take Ed and Rich seriously without lab coats on. Oh, no. That's right. <laughs> Where are the lab coats and the glasses? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I don't look too far into or ask a lot of question. Um uh, beforehand just because I want to see this with fresh eyes the same as one of our our viewers may and uh, hopefully get answers or because sometimes you don't ever know what you don't know and, or what uh, somebody else doesn't know um, because you're so entrenched in what you do so hopefully right. I can have a fresh look at what you guys are saying and maybe have some poignant questions that someone else might have that we didn't realize for so, sure. So why don't you guys um, introduce yourselves, why we should have you on the show, who you are, you know, and all that stuff. Okay. Well, this voice that you hear is Rich T speaking from uh, Spark Innovations, and my partner is Ed Lester, also from Spark Innovations. Rich is more the go-to business guy, sales mm -hmm. and all that. And I guess myself, I'm the tech guy behind Okay. Everything, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, so what are your products based on and stuff like that? Tell us a little bit on that. So the, the partnership started back in high school because mm -hmm. I didn't know what a subwoofer was. So I asked Ed, and he told me what it was. And ever since, we've been friends. Did he tell you it was an air pump? No. That's all it is. <laughs> Am I wrong, Ed? No, it's a piston. That's right. It's just an air piston. pump. Yeah. You're trying to and pump that air with it. That came later. Yeah. Oh. In high school. We we drew a lot of pic pictures pictures in our uh, notebooks of what we wanted. I I have huge diagrams of the old '90s Rockford amps on old Surinbega strokers and all that sort of thing. And uh, I would show him all that kind of stuff of what I want to build someday. And mm -hmm. I'm still building. That's cool. Yep. I, I he had a at the time he had an '87 Plymouth Duster with uh, six Surinbega XL12s. How did it get uh, down the lo the road? I mean, that all had all of, what, six-cylinder digitors in it and a straight six in those no, dusters? No, it was a four-cylinder. Oh, four you had the four-cylinder like one. horsepower. Yeah. Dude. Four-cylinder one with a huge box that was hundreds of pounds, you know. Yes. So it was fun, though. Yes, it first, was. First 150. He pulls up outside as, as school's letting out, and, and I hear this bass coming from this vehicle. Mm -hmm. I remember sticking my head in, in the passenger uh, side window, and he burped it, and my eyes were vibrating, and I think I was yeah. hooked from that day on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so we've always wanted to start a business together. We just didn't know what it was going to be. Um, we started in 2017, so we're 
just over five years, five and a half, I guess, uh, in July. Mm -hmm. And um, we wanted to make a business where we could do fun stuff every day, where we can design and make uh, car audio stuff that we would want to, you know, put in our own cars. Okay. Um, and it actually was, it started because Ed has been a competitor and an installer for years. So his motivation was to make things that would make an installer's job easier. That's actually how we got started. Mm -hmm. um, you can talk a little bit about that if you'd like. Yeah. So I mean, that's not the full case quick, with our products. But. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, uh, Calvin just says, uh, Rich would love if y'all spoke to him while chewing chips. Weird, but he loves this. <laughs> uh, well, well <laughs> we're in the realm of audio, but Rich has misophonia. So oh, he does. That's awesome. Response, no, it's yeah. not awesome. <laughs> Dude, that's it's awesome. awesome. So, do, you, do you love the uh, slurping, uh, slurping soup? You know what? It get it, there's it. It literally is instant anger. If I can yes. describe it wow. any other way, it's it's yeah. It's, it's like wanna, me listening to country music. Yeah, you want to murder someone as soon as you hear. Yeah, it, just, I, and I don't understand why, but country music just drives me nuts to the point of it actually makes me angry. And I listen to thrash metal and gangster rap, right? And yeah. and I'm totally cool with all that stuff. And uh, then I listen to country music, and I want to just murderate somebody. <laughs> Makes me want to yeah. take a shotgun to somebody's truck. I, just, I don't know. Euphonia. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh it, so I, I saw the th the horns going on there with you, Rich. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so do you know who Hell Yeah and Anthrax are? Of course. Okay, so my so I just found out. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't listen to the show, but I just found out a couple weeks ago that I had a half sister, half sister. Her husband is the producer for Anthrax and Hell Yeah and Fuel, and stuff like that. He actually has wow. six Emmys for uh, for music he produces for uh, different bands. No way! Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, the lead singer for um, for Fuel was his best man at my sister and his wedding and uh the bassist for hell yeah was uh singing karaoke with us while we were in vegas a couple weeks ago <laughs> lucky duck man that's awesome yeah i just the just closest... i just saw the horns i was like hey i got something to talk to you about yeah the, the closest i i could come to that is uh we opened for joey belladonna in 2006 i think it was in new york mm -hmm. um and he happened to be a Flyers fan, so we had a lot to talk about. Um, well, you didn't tell people. So Rich is a metal drummer, or ex-metal oh, drummer, as okay. you said. Oh, and okay. I used nice. to play CDs. Yeah. Play CDs? <laughs> I used to play CDs. <laughs> well, you know, we used to play tapes. And then we got these oh, really yeah. cool things in our cars where you push it and it flipped the tape over without even having to eject it. That was the crap. That was the shit, dude. My first uh, SPL show, I was still using tapes back then, a Clarion tape player. So uh, my first show, wow. I wasn't using tapes. I was using a in-trunk CD changer with a cord that came all the way out front, and I was playing it on a freaking CD changer on that. Uh, so wait, wait, was it was it uh, the CD changer that went to a cable that went to a cassette that went inside the cassette deck? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that, that was modulator. No, that well, RF modulator, and you had the separate control. Uh, so right. I, I started okay. competing in two th in '98. So they di I didn't do that, but in '96 I absolutely had the Walkman with the cord to the to the uh, cassette that went inside the uh, oh, inside the ca you know cassette. 
Was that your so, first? Was that your first competition? Ninety five. Ninety five. Wow. Yeah. So they didn't have CDs out yet for any. <laughs> Drag wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah. Not yet. Nope. Next year it started, right? Yeah, so. I was one of the first uh, competitors. I signed up when they started. Oh. So I remember the year two thousand when they switched the um, competitor the ID numbers to two K. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. that, I think it was just zero, 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 whatever it was. Yeah. So my, yeah, yours is probably or my, and I know Jeffrey's is still the old numbers because they the didn't, zero, zero, they didn't, yeah. they whatever number you established is the same yeah. number you always have. Right. Oh, okay. So, I haven't been active in a few years, so I don't even. So if, if you were to reactivate yours, it would still be the old number. Oh, nice. There you I go. Think it's five eight seven. It's the. <laughs> I have the cards somewhere in a drawer. You know. There you go. So, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just saw that and uh, you know the music thing. Like I said, this, um, just so you guys also know, we uh, on this show we we are competition based, but we do care more about the whole person, and so we always love to know more about who you guys and what your background is. It, it's not just about how you competed and that you hit a number, right? So right. that, that's why, like I said, when I went off a little bit there, that's it was more of that. So, so you're actually a trained drummer for metal bands. That's awesome. Yeah, Dawn of Correction is is the one band that I think videos are still up online that you might the be able to find one. somewhere so, on. So my brother-in-law's name is Eddie Wall. W O H L. So um, Eddie Wall. Yeah, he okay. he does like the ESPN, the MLB, the. So the da na na da na na, I believe, is one of his. Oh, no You way. know, so yes. I mean, so yeah, so I mean, he's. I I really need to sit down and talk to him. You know, I've just known that he's my brother-in-law now since Super Bowl weekend. As a matter of fact, is when I found out. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's my half sister. Um. My dad got a little frisky when he was uh, went AWOL from the military for a couple wow. of weeks, and so he <laughs> didn't even know. You know. And uh, lo and behold, DNA says, guess what? Wow. You got a half-sister. <laughs> Did Maury Povich come out with a card? <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> oh, no. uh, so anyway, so, sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to pull off on that. I just, I, I, you know, I saw that. And like I said, I really like for everybody to understand the people behind what we're doing here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if, actually, when we first started talking, I thought it was going to be more about product so i was i was trying to stray away from the uh the the, the background the history and that kind ah. of thing no but, we, uh, we do want to talk about the products obviously because ultimately we would love to see people drive people to your products see what they are and understand them and um you know possibly purchase them and um help grow your influence in the industry right oh for sure yeah i, I think you, the reason one of the reasons you had said marine uh was because of the small size input yeah yes. yeah yeah so uh, to explain that a little bit, it's, he was talking about the relay box. The, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us tell about him, that. All right. So so why did why did the relay box come to fruition? Yes. Ah. Why was it even an idea? Okay. So one of our products is called the RBX Four CH. It's a four channel relay box. Mm -hmm. I was an installer since the mid '90s up into the 2000. I think I. I was at Circuit City until 2005, then I took a few years off from professional installing, worked at another shop somewhere, was an on-the-road installer, blah, 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 all that. So okay. um, one of the things I wanted to do when we were coming up with product ideas is we wanted to develop our own new original products. 
And one thing I always wanted to do, what I did on my installs and customers' wow. installs are, is I would make relay boards, right? Okay. And you, you take the standard automotive relays with pigtails and you wire them up to try and look clean. Well, I wanted to integrate that. I can do PCB design, so I decided instead of wires hanging off, why don't I have all that feed through a PCB, mm -hmm. include fuses on the PCB, terminal distribution, all that sort of thing. And our first version was a two-channel where actually we we did the patent. I, I had to learn how to write patent stuff all my on my own and it sucked but, <laughs> they have but lawyers for we, that you know yeah <laughs> now we will do that but it was for bipolar relay design that switched except accepted positive and negative triggers and outputted positive and negative triggers we through sales learned that that was cool but not necessary so we came out with the four channel that is all positive triggers so okay. turning on things like cooling fans and led strips um your amplifiers remote turn on it's all 12 volt turn on mm -hmm. that is uh, uh, gal galvanic isolation through the relay, diode isolation at multiple points, um, protected by fuse. And there's a lot of other like status so LEDs and a lot of other things. So basically it's four, four relays all pre-wired to just have our switches that we also sell mm -hmm. plug directly in and just give you one output to, to plug into your remote turn on or whatever it is okay so so like i said i i don't know your product and i'm listening to you trying to understand it so is this a product that would go your remote turn on would go to it it would be say you would have triggers on your dash you'd flip on whatever you want if you want to flip on amps whatever you want and then that would send the remote turn on signal to a multitude of different Products yes, in the and line. we give you options. It can be okay. triggered by a positive, like a remote turn on from the head unit or ignition, mm -hmm. or you can just plug in our switch and just use a switch. So you don't have to wire up the switch. It just plugs directly, and we, we offer cables to allow that. Okay. So so is this a product that could possibly, when people have um, remote turn on pop, oh, right, when you have turn on pop, would right. this eliminate that turn on pop? Because I used to it, be able to turn my stereo system system on, and the pop itself was like at 140 yeah. <laughs> You know, um, the using a switch itself will do that because that's okay. usually that's a enough time. resistance. Yeah, there's a there's a timing issue with that, and right. this is expandable. And I did not finish the time delay module. That oh, was okay. an idea to plug into, okay. um, but manually just by triggering the switch. Uh, you can eliminate, depending on what is causing your turn on pop. Um, also, another thing, I, I remember having eight amplifiers on one remote turn on a, of a head oh, unit. Yeah. Some head units cannot handle that. Uh, yeah. Some oh, yeah. can. So mm -hmm. with this, you can have 30 amplifiers turning on from each channel, from, just from one channel if you wanted. So Because it's okay. a relay. We actually use 20 amp relays, but then fuse it at 15 amps. Okay. Uh, so it's all protected and remote turn on isn't enough to kill one of these relays. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, remote turn on to turn on an amplifier is like a quarter of a amp, right? It, yeah, it, anywhere it just, from 500 to 800 milliamps, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're not talking very much at all. That's, you know, 500 milliamps, that's uh, uh, half an amp, right? Right. So, And as an installer, I designed this with troubleshooting in mind. That's why there's status LEDs. There's onboard okay. switches in case... You have an amplifier not turning on. Is it my switch? Is it the fuse? What is it? 
So there's an onboard switch. You can just go to the back, turn that on and see if it's activating right at the unit or not. So it helps you troubleshoot. So uh, just looking at your product. So I, I, I'm, uh, he had it on the screen here for people that are listening back to the podcast. Um, it's, uh, essentially black and silver. Um, and, um, it actually, the, looks like the LEDs are possibly blue for it. Uh, are they blue and red RGB? Oh, so they're RGB. So they'll, they'll go blue if they're good, red, if they're bad. They're, they're selectable. So what we found is we had a lot of people integrating them. It's, it's used in, I think his name is Stephen Head, who won Texas uh, Sound Qology a few years ago. Okay. A couple uh, Sound Q competitors use it just to keep their wiring neat, clean, mm-hmm. organized, and labeled. Mm-hmm. And um, if they want to match their install, we do offer color options on the acrylic cover. Mm-hmm. And then you could match the LED illumination to what you have in your car. So if you have red illumination, you can flip the switch to have the status LEDs be red. If you have blue illumination, flip another. It's a dip switch, a three-pin uh, yeah. dip switch. So that's what that is. And and like I said, you can change the acrylic, so you can do, you know, blue it, lights and red it, acrylic. And so like is Spider-Man. that acrylic change through you, or is that uh, third party for the? That's acrylic through change? us. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of the time, what'll happen is our dealers and distributors they'll order, you know, twenty acrylic lenses of. A variety of colors, whichever they think they would sell most of, and uh, maybe their shop name on the acrylic or something. Sometimes, like Sometimes, yeah, we've had we have requests for like white labeling, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and we, uh, you know, we we invite that kind of stuff. We, uh, we we're very into partnerships and um, whatever we can do to to kind of build those partnerships, uh, we we're happy to help. So, um, actually, this this in my hands right here, I think this might have been another reason why you had said marine. Because this always made me think about those uh, fuse fuse blocks that you can get on Amazon. Yep. Um, and they're like you know made for marine uh, or so they say. Yeah. And yeah. so when we made this, this was kind of like the answer to um, the problem that I've always had, which because <laughs> I used to run much smaller systems. I'm an SQ guy, so my wire gauge wouldn't be um, what you his. You don't was. run four gauge for your speakers. Well, this we're talking the we're talking the '90s, right? So uh, it was even less so back then. Uh, uh, I think I, I remember running 12 gauge to a sub and thinking that was way overkill. Well, um, in, in 1990, I ran light cable light cords for speaker wires to my 15s for my Hyphonics 150 Odin. I'm just or saying. House wiring. Yeah, the house yes. the house wiring. The, the absolutely. Thick yes. What <laughs> yeah. one side was copper and the other one was uh, uh, tin tin copper. Right. Well, at least you didn't run yours around the door jam so that oh, every time. Dude, oh. I caught my car on fire like that. I shoved it under with a screwdriver. I start driving down the road, and all of a sudden there's just smoke pouring out of my freaking. I'm just saying. It may so have happened. So we're not happened. the only ones. All right. Yeah, we all got to start somewhere, right? I mean, it exactly. takes a while to develop the uh, the skills and know-how. But I always I always was, was uh, troubled by the small wires, having to run like a little mm-hmm. – you know, 18 gauge wire up to a big giant fuse block and and yep. sneak it in there and hope no one sees it. You know, kind of like <laughs> put it underneath and hide it. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is a this is a, a smaller uh, wire, smaller gauge wire, yeah. a fuse, fuse distribution. Block. And for people who can't see uh, the we so we have this is the FBX 12, which is a t- 12 channel small wire fuse distribution box in the same footprint housing as our relay box. And so what's that footprint, wanted, roughly? 
Um, four inches by four inches. Five, yeah, five. about five and a half inches by four and a half inches, somewhere around there. there and about go. the thickness is maybe an inch and a half uh, tall. So this and, is something that would fit like inside of a door panel, um, you inside can do of a door, that, or, or making, like, in the uh, bags in a motorcycle, maybe. I'd want to show it off. It, I'd put it, it does on, do uh, that. Yeah, a lot of people put them in um, like the waterproof housings in their razor. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, side by sides and all that. Or if you're just having a little access panel in your quarter panel um, or under the, the spare tire area. Um, but they're, they're meant to be the same size in case you need to use them in, in conjunction. Okay. And if you're adding a lot of 12-volt accessories and need to tap in wire, another idea, and the reason it uses 4-gauge mm -hmm. is because the PCB can only carry so much current. Okay. So we have 4-gauge power, 4-gauge ground, and it just distributes from there. Okay. Um, but the idea is if you're adding a lot of accessories, instead of three months down the line, you go to add, well, if it's 1998, you're going to add a <laughs> CD changer, but you don't have to find power wire, strip it back and tap into yeah. it again. Tap you already it. have this available, already fused. There's ground, there's constant, and there's uh, switched capabilities. So, so do you guys do anything with Bobby Gately? Oh yeah. yeah, I was gonna say this. Gate. This yeah. this would fit from what you're describing and the intended use for this. This would fit into like almost all of Bobby Gately's designs because yeah. he does not. He is an artist. Um, oh, you know, yeah, we we definitely. did a show on here and we talked to him, and he's he's absolutely an artist. So what's gonna happen and what he's gonna deliver to the customer isn't known even to him necessarily when he starts so yeah. something like that would be a huge time saver for him at the end i would take it yeah mm -hmm. he hasn't used this much he's he's gotten a few things from us uh okay. i just sent him maybe a few weeks ago we came out with a special edition so we make a cooling fan oh, yeah. that mm -hmm. is designed in a profile to to blow a curtain of air over an amplifier heat sink so it's mm -hmm. low flat and wide like that Okay. And I made a special edition that used six motors. I did edge light um, acrylic and lit it up with RGB programmable by Bluetooth uh, LEDs. And okay. he bought one of those. Uh, I did send that to him. I don't know if he's using it in an install or just to have it for fun or, <laughs> or whatnot. But he appreciates our stuff, and we definitely appreciate his stuff. This is the uh... this is the smaller. <laughs> um, basic not the special edition fan that i was just talking about this right. is a smaller so that's a single, single fan right, this right. Is, and we call it fanny jr there's a two motor <laughs> version called fanny okay uh, the big one was called our big fat fanny <laughs> <laughs> so this one is lit up with leds the it has a frosted acrylic uh under the black top and uh so it does light up when it's powered on as a status but it kind of looks cool too so what what is the uh, how how loud are oh. they? Because so like people are using uh, boat fans. Yeah, these are probably right. fifteen yeah. to twenty dB lower than one of those Seaflow. Oh, okay. Fans. Mm. They're uh, not quite. I mean, it's a fan and it, it yeah. chops up air, so it does make noise. Yep. Um, but it is a little lower than some of those other fans out there. It's basically PC fan level. Got I would you. Say. Um, we do also make a fan speed controller a manual speed controller with a knob mm -hmm. and we make it with um ports that will have and we offer the cable that will plug directly into the port of the fannies 
uh-huh. so that or, or a universal output so you could use it for oh, other brands. Okay. So if it okay. is too loud, but it's a lot of airflow that you don't need, you can back the speed down and make it quieter. So, so that outlet right there is that um, like yep, a that's twelve a DC volt plug. DC yep. plug. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're all twelve volt DC. You can have it on your own switch. You can have it on one of our relay boxes. Okay. If you had it on our uh, speed controller, which is named Speedy, uh-huh. and that in itself has its own um, control and remote turn on. Okay, so so now that we're talking car audio and putting this within a system, um, the uh, it, the issue is becoming less now with uh, lithium, but um, how well do they perform? I mean, Moses Martinez, if he's on here, I mean, oh, Stephen Talbot, um, you know, their systems drop to. 112 uh, 11.1 voltage how do they still do they still perform at that or do you that's when you start blowing fuses or how what, how does that work uh, no fuses just speed will be a little bit lower they'll come okay. on at about five volts um oh, okay. they, their oh. max speed i mean they'll go up to 20 volts and they'll just spin faster and faster okay but the general fast speed is Probably in the range of nine and a half to ten volts, up to fifteen ish. So it's not a regulated power supply on them at all. It's just whatever no, it's, input it's, in is power out, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. That's now we cool. do have we do have Speedy, and Speedy is a little bit of a different bear uh-huh. uh, because that's, that's pulse width. That's pulse width modulation. So that's okay. That's going to uh, control the speed a little bit differently, and that one, the lights on it will actually dim with the speed. Okay. Um, and uh, so so will the fans themselves. So as everything slows down, it gets a little dimmer and then comes back up again. So Tristan out of Biz- Bridgetown, Barbados, he's actually the one that hooked us up with you guys. Uh, he says that relay unit is really awesome. And he says these fans will be very great for amplifiers and battery stacking. So Yes. Thank um, you very much. Yeah. The one, the one thing we're looking to do um, – with the fans, and this actually came as inspiration from mm-hmm. a show that we were at. We we were walking by a system, and we heard the fans before we heard the system. <laughs> yeah, jet engine. Yeah, and yes. I, and I, I looked at that. I looked at Ed, and I'm like, "There's got to be a better way. There, we have to come up with something." And it mm. was, it was painted orange, but it is the big round, you know, ugly thing stuff yeah. inside. And that's okay. Hey, they work. They blow a lot of yeah, air. They do blow they're, a lot of air. They're not too expensive. Yep. So if that's if that works for you, no, do it. You know, yep. no fault there. But what we what we've learned is, um, again, this comes from our taste and what we would want as as users, as as installers, as competitors. Yeah. So um, that option is there. Yeah. We everything you'll notice, and you can't really see it uh, if you're listening to this. So we'll just say out loud that. Um, the design philosophy uh, behind a lot of this stuff, pretty much all of it, is decorative. You know what I mean? It's it's like we want mm. something that's going to be a, a piece of jewelry to show off in your in your vehicle, um, not something that you're going to want to hide away and just you know right. uh, hope that no yeah. one sees it. So that it's more of like you know for 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 showing off a little bit more, because um, if you're going to spend all this money doing a custom build, um, and and Ed made it made makes this point all the time. Guys that we grew up with, you know, that were competing that had no money, they're now coming back and they, they have a lot yeah. of money and they're spending them on these huge, beautiful yeah. builds. Scotty Owens, um, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like it's like, you know, this this stuff should should be 
made right for those vehicles. Right. You're spending thousands of dollars on your Gately box. Why not have yeah. uh, spend a hundred dollars yeah, yeah. on a, a fan that looks good to go with it? Yep. So kind of uh, with that being said, then who would you say would be your ideal, like maybe consumer, like the average uh, consumer, more the high end competitor or basically everyone? There, there is a mixture, depends on the product. Some of our stuff is geared towards competitors a little mm -hmm. bit, but uh, if we don't make some of the stuff that I really designed for competition, like Omi. Um, oh, yeah. That, that remotely switched between series and parallel wiring on woofers, but it looked beautiful. So mm -hmm. it, it's the, the field, if you go to any show now, there's a huge field of people with demo vehicles. Right. Especially and, here in California. Yeah, and they some of them look beautiful. And when I when I was in my height of SPL, uh, not everything looked beautiful. Everything was bare so, MDF, and so we were, were you, never finished. So. so were you at that World Finals when Wayne Harris actually po sent an email out to all the competitors saying, hey, can you guys at least – we have media coming. Can you at least spray paint your boxes so it no looks kind wood. of – Yeah. I, I do remember that, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> at 03 Finals, I spent that, the time to paint it was like, my box. It was about that 03, 05 time. That, like, that might have been what it Please. I, I, a rattle, can, a rattle can demo yes. thing. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And at, it looked decent. At um, least rattle can it. Yeah. You know? Right. Exactly. But that yeah. that is the thing. Some people want to uh, have their presentation and their vehicle install look really good. Not everyone has the resources or skills to do so. Uh -huh. But if they can buy product that looks good out of the box to fit into their install, um, that works out. So the average... You know, when I was an installer and someone would come in for a 1,500-watt amp and they just want it mounted to the back of the seat or something, that might not be the customer for some of our products, but we offer simple, low-cost vault meters for okay. that type of customer, uh, little push-button switches. We have switch panels, but also just you can buy just a switch. So if that kind of customer wants them to monitor the battery voltage, or add one switch to turn on their subamp, we have stuff for them too. The things like Fanny or the relay box might be the step up. The bigger demo guy may be the competitor. We do have a lot of SPL guys use our switches and switch panels, mm -hmm. especially, um, I know Bo Boren uses our stuff. Um, oh, he doesn't uh, know what he's doing. He's not that loud anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Bowman uh, actually uses our switches and voltmeters a lot when he makes those, uh, um, the, the, the box of the head unit boxes, boxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah because it's great to turn on you know yeah. everything and read your voltage so we have a range of products we don't have a whole lot of SKUs out yet we're still developing but there is little things here and there for everyone um let's well, here yeah so uh so those panels on your on your switch box there uh, so is that a, a customizable panel on the face of that too so if i wanted to put sonic fx on there and uh, you know, have yes. my logo on that. Uh, you like laser etch them or whatever? Is that like one of the products we do. you offer? The, the one we're showing is not the typical one. Uh, okay. This is something that we're actually going to be releasing soon. That is aluminum. But our current ones, we use HDPE, which it, which is marine board like density plastic. Yeah. Yep. And we make uh, the insert where the actual switches are. Mm -hmm. We use acrylic because I always my design design philosophy is multiple colors and textures. So we'll have a flat black base with a gloss black insert, but we also offer colors. So if your color's red, green, blue, whatever, we could use any color acrylic. 
and we engrave uh, switch labels. Okay. Our basic is channel one, channel two, channel three, channel four. Mm -hmm. But we have right through our website, someone could, you know, type in what they want. They so, can write in, you know, LEDs or amps it, or, you know, whatever they want to. So and that now right we there. Have the option for artwork. You is can that upload the artwork? Is that air, um, watertight? So, because right there, the, every boat in the world, I have a pontoon boat. Every boat that I see has a panel very similar to that. Hmm. Yes. Right? These so, are marine grade switches and voltmeter. Right. Okay. Um, I think they're IP68, is it? Uh, well, the, the meters are IP68, switches are IP67. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the plate itself, this one's aluminum, the others are marine grade plastic, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a connector that does cover the back, but the connector itself isn't um, sealed. Yes. Uh, so what you would do, um, suggestion to you, if you did know you had a marine, uh, this was going to a marine client, if you just put a um, double-sided foam tape on the mm. perimeter, right? You, just yep, wrap it around it. Yep. Yeah. You would get we, your yeah. your watertight seal because it's it should be in a watertight box, right? The backside of that anyway. Yeah. So and we've had some people do that. That like we we don't know the marine market too well, and we're mm -hmm. not really in it. But I'm, we have had a few people that do cars and boats. Mm -hmm. do that sort of thing so that was kind of up to that particular installer okay uh, but it is something we can look into doing out of here i, I just I, I i truly in my opinion like you said you guys don't didn't envision this as a marine product um but i i see I, I, obviously so i live on a lake at the end of my street is the delta for california so i mean that's I mean, that just boats, everybody I know around me, uh, my, all my neighbors, everybody I know has boats. And wow. I absolutely 100% see all of your products fitting within a boat niche so well. Hmm. Um, it just, and like I said, and, and you know, originally when I was looking at it, I was thinking the small gauge wires, that's why I was thinking maybe boats, but the functionality and the look and the form of it just lends itself the sizes and the, everything that you have lends itself so well to marine um you know not not necessarily just marine audio but marine yeah. install for lighting for you know uh, towers um you know uh stereo yeah. systems and you know you there name is a it problem though you'd have okay. to paint everything white no i don't know a <laughs> single person that has any of that crap that's white <laughs> They all want it to light up and freaking blingy and do different yeah. colors and all that stuff. All those guys do. Yeah. yeah. The well, wet sound seems pretty, uh, uh, you know, like they've been growing a lot. So I guess it's yeah. popular. Um, Tristan says, uh, seems like Ed and Rich has everything you need for you, Doug. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> the first go. SPL boat hookup. Um, hey. So hey. I will say a friend of mine did have a um, ski boat. That he had, I don't even remember what champion or something like that, right? So it was just your standard ski boat, you know, with the big old V-Haul. Um, and I went in there and I put a couple of 12s in the back of it. And uh, he got a lot of complaints when he was on the lake. <laughs> uh, oh, so. And he said, he said, that was awesome. That is great. So, yeah, so I made a ported box for it. Um, and I just put the port at an extreme angle down. So the port was facing almost into the hull of the boat. 
and it was facing up, so if water did splash, it wouldn't go into the box. Uh, Rhino lined the inside of the box, actually made the box it, itself as a rear seat, and then um, uh, you know put a nice solid I um, I, I custom welded uh, with pencil rod a speaker grill so that they wouldn't put their foot through it, you know. So, but yeah, that was a pretty cool little install I did in his boat, and uh, yeah, he he annoyed a lot of people on the lake with that. <laughs> well, you can use subwoofers that basically the cone is waterproof. So yes, Rich and I uh, did. Uh, oh yeah, I did the Sony ones. I did the Sony Explode. Oh, okay. Oh, the Explode. Yeah. I think yeah. We used an Infinity. I've used the DAD audio. So we have a video. Where Type we R's are good. Waterproof the an enclosure, and we submerged a woofer. An enclosure into his bathtub. Oh, and, and played it and just yeah. If you guys, if you guys like want to know a little bit more about our our uh, failed history of trying different <laughs> business ventures, that's one of them. It's called Sounds Fun. It was a mini series. We only did five parts. We we're supposed to do six. Yeah, and they're on his YouTube channel, Spark Dead. They're on my Spark Dead channel. Yeah, it's okay. hard to find them because they never got really, really popular the way we hoped they would. But right. we spent a lot of money and time. But if you want to see two guys <laughs> sitting on top of a totally sealed enclosure that was bobbing up and down because of the air inside, so it was uh -huh. floating. But we were trying to push it down to get the sub, the the cone of the woofer submerged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then all the water just spraying everywhere because it was <laughs> flexing so much. It was great. If you want to see that kind of stuff, then you can check that out. Yeah. Um, Josh Tattoo, Tattoo, sorry, uh, he's popping in here. Says, "How's it going? What's up, everybody?" <clears throat> um, he's actually designing a product right now. Um, I, I don't want to say much about it until he actually re releases it. Um, but Josh, if you're coming late to this thing, you may <clears throat> want to talk to these guys, Ed and Rich. Um, I believe the two of your products can interact with each other in a very good way. So, yeah. So Josh is out of Reno, Nevada. Um, where are you guys located at anyway? We're Philadelphia, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, but do you guys have cheesesteak out there? Well, so. that's the big, that's the big misnomer. Everybody thinks that the best Philly cheesesteaks are Pat's and Gino's. Nah. But there's there's so Mama, many mamas by mama. there's yeah there's so many different uh really really good uh, cheesesteaks out there. In uh, if you go there and it looks like the health inspector got paid off, then that's a that's good the one you go you go to. That's what you, that's what you, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Josh says, "Friend request me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> um, where would they see you on Facebook if they wanted to friend request you, Rich Ned? Uh, Spark, Spark Innovations. Spark Innovations is, is on the, Facebook. Is the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go, um, Josh. Yeah, we we're very responsive, and uh, we're also like I said in the very beginning, we're big on partnerships. Um, okay. Barnaby Lang from Lang Fabrication, oh, yeah. oh. he uses uh, our switches and meters, and we, you know, go back and forth with product ideas, and you know, we always try to find something that we can do together. Um, mm -hmm. I actually reached out to to Gately one time, and I said, Hey, we what if we made our switch panels out of wood? And then like stain them the colors of you know your boxes, and then we came out with like a gately line. It never wow. went anywhere, but <laughs> just you know, it's just like the kind of brainstorming that we do, right? Uh, because we we're very collaborative and we uh, love the car audio industry, and so mm -hmm. we just want to see it thrive. So however we can help make that happen, yep. you know, that's a hundred percent what this show's about too, right? Um, Jeffrey and I, uh, we don't make 
nothing off this show, essentially. Um, we ask for sponsors. We ask for guys to throw tips our way, whatever. But um, other than that, we just want to see the car audio scene grow. And we want to show people, as I told you, uh, we want to show people it's not just the car audio that brings us together. Um, you gain friends. I mean, you and Ed, I mean, through car audio have expanded your friendship, you know, Oh, you know, exponentially and, and the people that you meet that are in this industry and come to these shows and um, come see you at CES or SEMA or whatever like that is I mean those friendships are definitely something special I mean when was I ever going to meet a short Asian guy that's actor right <laughs> <laughs> well we would have yeah. known uh, you know Rich here was a, a metal drummer right that's right so. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's probably somebody listening in right now is like, hey, I knew a drummer. I'm in this metal band. Um, <laughs> oh, we never did. Know. We did have uh, the guy from Mecca, right? Steve Stearns. Wasn't he a guitarist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he actually came on playing the guitar one time. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Sort Steve Stearns. Uh, yeah. He's 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 uh he's in a couple of bands and whatnot. We actually oh, had so to neat. switch. We had to switch our um the podcast he was going to be on because um. You know, he he had a gig that night, so we had to we had <laughs> to move it because so, he had a gig. Um, no, that's it's you're you're 100 right. I mean, um, the connections that we've just gotten, you know, organically over the years. Um, yeah, you end up meeting these people that uh, want to give you a leg up, however they can. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, we we formed business partnerships with people I used to compete with because I yep. competed yeah. with them. You know. Yeah. Scotty Johnson, Jonathan Demuth, and, and yep. Jacob Fuller and Nick Wright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people that I knew through DB Drag turned into uh, have various business partnerships over the years. So yeah, mm -hmm. and and they're always like you know you you pick their brain about something because they're already where you want to be. <laughs> like, you know, you start asking them questions and stuff, and then like mm -hmm. you realize like oh my god, that's why didn't I think of that? You know, and right um, <clears throat> the camaraderie and the willingness to help. Like I mean it. It really makes me proud to be in the industry. Um, I've been in different jobs and careers over the years in different industries. And sometimes you get people that are just crap talkers and they want to just put everybody else down and, da -da 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 -da, and uh, that's not what we're about at all. And yeah. so um, I'm really pleased with the climate of what I've seen so far. Yeah. I do see other people complaining that it's not the mm -hmm. way it used to be in the nineties, but right. Um, we are now, and we talk about this, we try to re remember that we are now the influencers that yep. we looked yeah. at the adults, the adults, mm -hmm. you know, way back when we were <laughs> Yeah, you're them now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's that's, like, what, that's what I try to explain to people, too, is when, when you start talking about the good old days, um, you are now that generation that has to create the good old days for the next people. Yep. So it is on us as veteran judges competitors and people in the industry to create those same memories and the same um, desires to be part of the car audio community that's a hundred percent on us and yep. um, you know we that, that's like I said that's part of the reason we do this podcast we want to mm -hmm. see that grow we want to introduce people to people like you and uh, Ed you know Ed Rich we um, you know, Jonathan Demuth, we Jacob Fuller. We want to introduce these people to so that they can see. Um, and and I will tell you, one thing I've found about the car audio industry is there's not a lot of dumb people in it. 
there are some really smart people involved in the car audio industry. Way smarter than they should. They they shouldn't be in. They're they're <laughs> dumb they in that in they're car. still par. They're in car audio, but they are some smart guys that know a lot of stuff. And if yep, you yep. S- just sit back and listen to them, uh, you can learn so much stuff. I completely agree. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I I truly uh, so like I I sat down for like five years in a row at CES. You guys know who Robert Zeff is? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I just, I've never met him, but I hear, oh, you hear the name. So, so, so I just sat down and listened to Robert Zeff tell me about how he designs an amplifier and why he does this and why he does that. I couldn't even have paid at a college to get the education I got from that guy in just a few sit-downs with him, right? Yep. Um, uh, the guy, remember the uh, R&S Red Lines? Oh, yeah. Remember that line? Okay. So that guy actually came out of right here where I live, and he's the one that actually – um, he's the one who started the Bose stuff. They actually came to his booth, the RNS Redline bo- uh, booth at CES, bought his system, took it over to their booth, and put Bose on it, and sold <laughs> it. And and so that whole Bose system is that guy from RNS Redline. And um, he said, the Bose told him, says, "Go ahead and sue me." And by the time he was done suing him, the lawyer got all the money, and yeah. Bose. But Bose got the recognition mm. and the name, oh, so it doesn't even matter. It didn't matter to them, right? right, and, right. and so I sat down with that guy for like four hours one day, and the way he was talking about designing boxes and this and that was just – he was so far ahead of where we are, you know, um, his thought process. Uh, we had St- – you know who Steve Decker is? Deckert? I know, I know uh, Deckert. The, yeah, Steve Deckert, the Deathware, uh, Deckware Death Box, and the Wicked One. Yeah, yeah. Remember those? So we had him on here a couple of weeks ago, and you know, and we talked to him, and and you know, he he's not he wasn't even in car audio, and he starts developing. He's like, oh, if you did this with the subwoofer, if you did this with the box, and next thing you know, he's developing all this stuff that you know we take for granted nowadays, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, especially the uh, you'd say we take for granted. Uh, yeah, I mean the technology had to start somewhere. Yes, it's very hard to come up with anything new now, but there still are people. I know Jacob Fuller, incredibly intelligent, uh, yeah. like all around intelligence. And yes, you'll, if you ever talk to him on a uh, outside of a show, like in uh-huh. a more social setting, he'll talk about who he looks up to, Dan Wiggins, mm. uh, speaker and subwoofer design. I know and, Dan. Yeah, and he says his mind gets blown from this guy, <laughs> yeah. and while Jacob Fuller's blowing other people's minds, so yeah. it's like a, a trickle what, down of mind. Wasn't blowing. wasn't Dan uh, like the El Toro subs or something about a bull? Uh, I think Brahma. I think El Toro. The, Brahma. He do the um, a dire audio. Uh, yeah, but I think his subwoofer was the Brahma by a dire. Yeah, yeah. And maybe the tumult. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. With so, all the uh, the specialty coil top plate design and um you you'll see yeah. the shape of it. It's yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then so, go, going back going back to high school, I had yeah. my EPX two uh, with the E twenty eight D card and every time we turned it on it would say uh, engineered was de- designed by Wayne Harris or engineered something by Wayne like Harris. That. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like it was like like and I never, I, <laughs> I never thought I'd meet the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let alone have him like actually take an interest and like talk to me for an extended period of time and yep. like 
it's it's like wait a second wait a second like you're supposed to be unreachable like this is this mm -hmm. is amazing yeah. Yeah. And not just talk to him about it, and then he shrugs you off. It's like, no, okay, cool, you go to walk away. And he's like, oh, but another thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and not only that, but he's going to look at your product and go, well, well why, why can't you do this with it, right? Yeah. And it's not like he – and he's not looking to get a piece of the pie or anything. He's like, hey, you know, um, I see this product. Just like I'm telling you, I see this product as a marine audio. He'd be like, well, I see this product. If you add LEDs like this or you, you know, put an array of this on there – uh, you're going to see this stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Wayne's totally about that kind of stuff. He's really oh, yeah, cool yeah. with that stuff. He likes to share. So that he, oh, stopped yeah. by our, yeah, yeah. he stopped by our booth at sundown, and he's like – he's I'm, like, giving him a presentation. I'm kind of nervous, you know. <laughs> he's like – he's giving me – you know, he's, he's like, really listening to what I'm saying, and then he kind of mm -hmm. gave me a few little suggestions and stuff, yeah. and then he's gone. But that kind of crap, it's like, it's like, oh, man, this is, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was a big reason I had Steve Deckert on here the other day because he was – he was one of the guys that inspired me to design speaker boxes um, with the Wicked one. Uh, I, me and Don Hebig both, right? DB Don. Um, oh, yeah. We, we were – Don's been on here a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a good friend of mine. I helped him out with Beyond Audio when he started that. I was really pushing his product for him and helping him uh, work. We, I was working with him on design stuff and whatnot, you know. So um, – but, yeah, just um, – both db don and myself steve deckert um the the thoughts and the process that he went through is really what inspired us to do the designs i mean because you know i was building a sixth order um a bandpass wall back in 2001 you know and nobody was doing it then and Did that was well back then uh, so the problem was, is I was, because uh, I didn't know, right? I was trial and error, right? Yeah. Um, I was peaking at 17 hertz. So yeah. I was doing 147 with 1,200 watts at 17 hertz, <laughs> which is an incredible number. That, um, that's the thing. There's so much advancements. Like I was using MTX, I think, 8,000s back in like 1999 or which, something. Maybe it was 2,000. But they, they said 8,000, but they were 1,000 watts. Yeah, yeah, but that <laughs> what? whatever the number was. Yeah, they're eighty one thousands. They're eighty one hundreds or eighty one thousands. I don't know if I blew any of them though, but I was yeah. low power and I had a fourth order bandpass wall. Yep. You know, I thought it was ahead of its time, but I was doing mid one forties, so no one paid attention. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do with a six hundred watt amp? So Right. You know. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like me, I, I told people this on this show more than once. Um, I had a 58 Pontiac that I built and uh, I had a wall of some 12s in there. I was doing 156s with 1200 watts. In on a, a wall. 56 Pontiac? On a 56 Pontiac. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just, huge. hey, that's I, I love I love old cars. I love stereo systems. So I put them yeah. together. I actually had uh, no, sorry, it was a '58 Pontiac. I bought the '56. I started to tear it apart because I got it at a great deal. It was actually in a farmer's field. It was actually a barn find, literally. Um, and so I started putting it together, and or I started. I was getting ready to tear it down, and I look online. And I'm like, I'm just curious if this car has value, and I look it up. Fully restored, it was worth like $112,000. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. I am not going to turn this into <laughs> a base machine that's 112. So I actually sold it to somebody that was in a Pontiac car club. He came and bought it from him for like 1200 bucks or something. And I sold it to him cheap because I knew what his intentions were with the vehicle, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then in that, I took that $1,200. I bought me a 58 Pontiac, which was, dude, so big. And I put a wall in the back of that. That thing fully restored was like $3,900. Perfect SBL vehicle, right? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And, uh, dude, uh, that was such a fun car. I mean, I had 47 cubes in my wall. Are there pictures on your page or anything about um, that? You know what? If you look up um, uh, Star Chief, uh, uh, Chieftain, um, Booming Chieftain on Sound Domain, or car yeah. domain, you'll yeah, okay. see a, a ton of pictures of it. I haven't been on there in a while. But <laughs> Me either, but they're still there. I looked them up like uh, a couple months ago. Who was uh, – was it Danny Hayes? Someone used like a 50s panel van. Dude, it, well, and it yeah. wasn't Danny. It was his whole family. Oh, it was a family affair. It, 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 was 100%. It. it was yes. extreme too. Yes, so it was yeah. Danny, his mom, and his dad. And they oh, and they right. all together went to CES. They went to the shows together. And, wow. and if I if I could find him again, I would yeah. love to have him on the show just to talk about um, because it, it truly was a family thing for them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Check mm-hmm. it out. I mean, it would be cool to have. I know Brantley Waits actually messaged me. This is someone a hero yeah. from you know yeah. back yeah. in the day when I was in the mid '90s. I was in high school. Uh huh. I started competing when I was 15 years old. Yeah. And I didn't know that eventually I would make a YouTube video about Sir Mega Stroker, and huh. Brantley Waits would message me, say, hey, that's pretty cool, man, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Like, hey, I have your magazine still. I have a stack yeah. over there, you know, of that sort of thing. But it would be cool to have, you know, maybe you have had him on. I, I, no, I, I, we have not. We've had uh, Sorrentino on. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Dude, great, we, great, drink, great drinking buddy. Yes, uh, you know we, we we've had a lot of the old school guys on, um, you know, just because it, it's to me it's important to understand where you came from. You don't know where you're going until you know where you came from, right? Yeah. And, and I I think I've explained that well enough on the, to you guys and everybody on here that this show's not about just the SPL stuff. It's you know, you know, to be a giant, you had to have stood on somebody's shoulders. Right. So. Yeah. And, and there's there's people that were giants back then that are yep. trying to help out still. Absolutely. So they're, they're around. They might not be super active, but they're active enough. Yep. You can pick their brain or or whatever it is. They've been there, done that. Maybe use some of that experience. Yep. And uh, or just to chat and, and relive old uh, yep. moments. You know, yeah. Tim Maynard is another one that I met him, and I, I oh, it was okay. like yeah. I was like man like you're a lot different than i would have expected but hey it, it was a good moment i had him in one of my vehicles a few mm-hmm. years ago and he tapped out when i gave him a demo i was like hey, <laughs> tim Maynard, tap out like, yeah. that was awesome i remember uh, chasing art turgeon like like a like yeah, we had we had him on and i would like i would like have my camera I'm like i'm like chasing him down to get a picture of him yeah. as he's like He's got his arm and leg in the vehicle because he doesn't yep. have it, like, and he's trying to get this thing oh, moving. And he used to... Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get pictures of him, like you know, like yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, we had art like, sounds on here. How long ago? Probably what, like six, seven weeks ago? Probably no, it was ju- right before World Finals. It was before finals, yeah. Yeah, we had art oh, sounds man. on here. So yeah, so we had yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, Danny Britton's been threatening to come on here and there. We've had right. Scott Owens. <laughs> 
um you know uh we had uh norass on here um chris, uh, yeah. chris norris chris, norris. chris, chris is doing uh his paint shop i was there when yes. he built his paint shop up in indiana he built this yeah. whole super yep. high-tech paint yep. booth facility and it's he does amazing work with that mm-hmm. so oh, i guess yeah. he's not an spl competitor but he's still no. in the car customization world he, well he, you know the the van he built is like yeah that's our vehicle yeah it's RP. Yeah. so yeah he did the paint job on that too so yeah they kept <laughs> he's it. got his they hands and you know every little uh <laughs> every little thing so oh yeah all right Good hey, guys. We all are. hey jeffrey oh, yeah. we've uh hit our hour um, oh so, real quick yes sir i just thought i just thought uh we have one product our probably okay. our flagship that we still haven't talked about. Oh, let's get that I in there of, real quick. I kind of wanted to keep it uh, for last. Okay. So, um, okay. do we even have a sample here? No. Okay. So we <laughs> this 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 product has been so popular. Okay. That we sold out within minutes. Wow. Uh, all oh. the dealers and distributors just just took everything, and then when they released it, they sold out right away as well. well that's um, good. So we we are in the process of getting production ramped up again. All of our parts are are hopefully coming at the end of this month. Um, it's called the Conductor. Okay? okay. It is an all-in-one ground distribution and ammeter up to 1,000 amps. It'll read up to 1,000 amps. Um, okay. So it has uh, four zero-aught, um, or one-aught, sorry, in the, uh, for, for the screw terminals. And then on the side, it has the lug style. Uh, so you got a total of eight in and eight out. And then there's a remote uh, display that comes up to the dash or wherever you want to mount it, 18 feet of cable, um, and that will read up to 900. It'll display up to 999 amps. Um, and the basic idea is, if you have a voltmeter, you should have an ammeter too, because you're only getting told half the story. So, so is this uh, something that you could put on top of a bank of uh, lithium? Then you can, yeah. If you want to read your current going in to your bank from the alternator you could do that and you could have okay. another one reading how much each amplifier pulls if each amp drawing okay yeah or that, collectively all all the amps right you know, you know or yeah. all the alternators Depends on the level the power yeah however you want to monitor it but oh. um that's one of the things that guys are you know they're monitoring voltage it's like yeah but but why is that happening you know yeah. what kind of current and that's another thing too is if you know the numbers that you're normally seeing when the bass hits in this certain song, your voltage usually goes to this number. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of how you tell the health. Well, if you started learning that about amperage as well, and then if something ever changed, you know, this is drawing a whole lot more than it normally does. That might be a sign that something's starting to go wrong. Yes, you know? sir. Um, excessive amperage in or out. You know what I mean? How fast are your batteries being charged? Yeah. Um, you know, and especially if it's lithium, I mean, like, you know, charge rate and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you're spending tens of thousands of dollars on your big system build, um, this is an insurance policy. This is a way to monitor the health and, and prevent a problem before and it it's happens. cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's really cool. Yeah. We like cool shit. Yes. <laughs> all right, Jeffrey, you want to hit him with the question, sir? Okay. Um, so I'll ask the both of you. Um, basically, it's a question that we ask uh, all of our guests. Uh, it's basically we want to know what your definition, what is your definition of a base head? Hmm. Answer separate or together? 
No, I think separate because He's separate. I, yeah, he he comes from the competition scene. Yeah. I'm coming from the hobbyist, kind of like watching what he's doing. Um, so for me, a bass head would be someone that just absolutely loves sound pressure uh, as it exists inside of a vehicle, um, likes to experiment with it, um, and just can never get enough of it. So for me, a bass head... Like myself, someone that gets fulfillment out of building and then enjoying the fact that a 12-inch piece of paper can <laughs> rattle windows at a distance. There you and go. So build, it, part of that is the creative side of actually making it do that and the technology behind it. But then also, I used to be the one that would drive around actually listening to test tones. So... <laughs> Uh, they say you don't listen to testo. Yeah, like, no, no one's I, ever I, admitted no. that before. <laughs> yeah. So we do that. So that is, yeah, that's a base hit. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. So how do people get a hold of you? What's the best way? What's your website? Um, so you check out your products and stuff like that. Rich, that would be <laughs> sparkedinnovations.com. S P A R K E D. So mm -hmm. in the past, it's sparked, um, and then innovations with an S at the end. Uh, same thing on Facebook, same thing on Instagram, same thing on YouTube. Uh, we are on Twitter and TikTok, not as active there, um, but we are very hyper-responsive through Instagram and Facebook and email as well. Uh, if you want to get the technical side of things, you want to write ed at sparkedinnovations.com. And if anything, sales, marketing, business, uh, that would be rich at sparkedinnovations.com. And um, yeah, we, we really try to get back to people as soon as possible, and we're pretty good about it. So uh, let's start a conversation. Awesome. Jeffrey, uh, you got a couple three X's coming up. I see them over your shoulder. Um, yeah. You know, Moses is going to be unhappy with you guys, but uh, <laughs> tell us real quick what you got. Uh, Moses said he's going to be at one of them. So Okay, cool. Uh, oh, that's yeah, right. He's actually sponsoring the, uh, that's right. <laughs> the one. But uh, so, yeah, again, this Sunday. Uh, Crossfire Car Audio um, in Grapevine, Texas. We're going to have another triple point event. Um, you guys more more than welcome to come. Check out the uh, base race and top dog action because it's been heating up the past few months. Rogers, uh, you know, uh, dishing out the <laughs> he's dishing out the hundred bucks to you know the the I guess the base race class. You know that's most exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so just come for that. Uh, we also, uh, just on the calendar today, uh, Saturday, April 1st in sunny California. I'm going back to California for the show. Uh, Bloomington Cal specifically. Cal um, yeah, Gorilla Hertz and Friends. I say Gorilla Hertz and Friends because it's, it's a collective of SPL teams that are putting in to, uh, you know, basically keep the scene alive down there in, in yep. uh, SoCal. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Head on out. Um, one of the guys says, hey, coming out for uh, demos and tacos, you won't be disappointed. Nope. And for <laughs> me, my next show right now is April 9th, which is going to be a wedding show. We're going to have um, Sean and Janet Kent are going to do Renewing Their Vows at the event there, April 9th at Nyman's Shop. Uh, then after that, we got Autorama, which is the 29th and 30th of April. Uh, that's a big show. If you guys get an opportunity, come see that. Uh, where else do you guys, I mean, even with SBN, um, so you, you guys aren't aware of this, but Autorama out here in California, uh, they stick us right at the front gate. 
so everybody has to walk by and they gate 30,000 people over the weekend for that wow. and so you got 30,000 people gonna have to walk by your vehicle and check out your stuff at this event um, it's really cool cool part thing uh, we have usually close to 100 entries at the event for car audio um, so like I said uh, if you guys want to check it out Autorama is freaking awesome um, and uh, like I said uh, obviously come support us with uh, our support Janet and um, Sean Kent uh, renewing their vows on April 9th. That'll cool. be at Nyman Shop. Um, they asked me to run a ceremony for them. We'll do that right before we go to brackets. So, so yeah. Don't you have to be ordained or something? They're like already that? married. They're, they're, they're already, already married. married. I so. thought you were going to take some online class and then, you know, you're going <laughs> to. No, I almost <laughs> did, but I forgot that they're already married, so I don't need to do all that crap. <laughs> I'm too lazy to get online and do something like that. Um, Anyway, uh, guys, if you uh, find it in your hearts or you want to support my uh, sister-in-law's family, she was a stay-at-home mom. Um, like I said, she had three kids at home that uh, she was supporting. Uh, passed away young at 44 years old. Uh, you can go to there and uh, click on uh, on the Sonic FX page. Click on the, um, what's that called? The GoFundMe and support her family if that's what you guys are into. Um, also want to thank, uh, thank our sponsors again, Crossfire Car Audio, Puns Customs, uh, for without them, you know, that they're, they help keep us on the air, paying for simple things like our, um, paying for our YouTube, our, um, our Zoom meeting cost and just basic cost to keep operating this thing all the time. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into this to keep it on just so you guys can be entertained and uh, hear about things going on in the car audio industry. All right, guys. Uh, well, I got to go take old people's money again. I did pretty good at it this weekend. Um, I averaged 241 for 12 games, so not horrible. I bowl in case you, you Wait, so when you say old people. Yeah, they're older than uh, me. Because I'm, okay, I'm a senior now, so I get yeah, to bowl senior just, stuff, so I get to take all the senior money. Exactly. So I'm, a, you I'm told going. Me you're a senior. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, so oh, and speaking of, uh -huh. um, to our uh, viewers and listeners, you just celebrated a birthday. Not I too did. Long ago, right? Saturday. Saturday so, was my awesome. 50th yeah. birthday. You guys can get in the comments and then wish Doug a happy birthday. That'd be <laughs> awesome. It would mean the world to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, now I get to take old people's money. So I'm after their <laughs> AARP checks and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Hey, once again, thank you for coming and tuning in. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, I really appreciate you, Ed Rich. Hope you had a good time yes. there. Jeffrey, uh, as always, you did a great job. Remember, next week, Jeffrey's going to be here uh, with the other judges answering any judging questions and whatnot about DB drag. Uh, I won't be here. I'll be at the funeral. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, guys, tune in again next week at 5.30 p.m. California time. Even though Jeffrey's running it, it's still the only time that matters. Uh, <laughs> we will see you guys next week on This Week in Car Audio. We out.